Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Chapter 13, we're still in chapter 13, is we're still in the digression, the intermission, the interlude, the parenthesis, the section between the seventh trumpet uh, and to the first uh, bowl. We're waiting to, uh, to resume the, uh, the chronological section uh, in the, uh, until we get to the 15th chapter. So we've got chapter 13 and chapter 14 to go before we pick up the uh, the strain uh, of Revelation. Now, in uh, verse uh, in chapter 13, uh, we have two persons uh, discussed, described, and uh, then uh, the moving force behind uh, these two persons. And that's Satan again. We have uh, the person that's called the beast out of the sea and the beast out of the earth. And then uh, Satan uh, in between. Now, uh, <clears throat> we, we might... Uh, uh, we, and in this chapter, we also are brought to the climax... Uh, just as we were brought to the climax of, uh, of the end events as recorded in Daniel 7. But he says, I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast. That's a living creature. Not a four-footed beast, not a, uh, but a person. Rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Having seven heads, uh, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the living beast, living creature, the beast, as King James has it, which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven 
And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now before we study this, make other comments concerning this chapter and this beast, uh, notice that... Uh, the people involved are called saints. See? We, the, the picture of the woman fades out now. We, we'll come to a woman a little later. But, uh, at, at this point, uh, the, the persons now upon earth are, are referred to as the saints of God. Now, in uh, uh, in Daniel chapter seven, let uh, uh, let's notice because in chapter thirteen of Revelation, John sees a beast that's like a a lion. I mean, uh, uh, John's description is like a leopard, a bear, and a lion. Now, why does John reverse the order? In, in the seventh chapter of Daniel, Daniel's vision was a lion, a bear, and a leopard. Daniel, uh, Daniel was writing about events in the future, prophecy. He's prophesying. John, has uh, has seen the kingdom, the lion kingdom, roar. He's seen the bear rise up on its one side, and then he's seen the risen side as it was debased. And he saw uh, Alexander the Great, the leopard. Uh, that that was all history, as far as John. And as John looks back on history. Living on this side of those events, he could see uh, the, the, the leopard, the bear, and the lion. And John further uh, tells us uh, that, uh, that uh, the people, he saw a group. John is uh, worried about uh, the people upon the earth who fall down and worship. Not only this beast, but the dragon who gave authority and the power and the throne. The, all the authority that this beast has, it comes directly from Satan, from the dragon. Now, their greatest, uh, their merriment, the thing that they reveled in was blaspheming God. Uh, and now, you know, that was the 
blasphemy uh, is not just uh, profanity. It has nothing to do, uh, may not have a thing in the world to do with any obscene gesture or, or, or foul utterance. Blasphemy uh, is uh, uh, just uh, to people is like Jesus when Jesus said, Hereafter ye shall see the Son of Man ascend and descend. Hereafter you'll see him sitting on uh, the throne. Uh, Jesus said, uh, uh, I and my Father are one. See? And no man on earth uh, has authority or power or the right to forgive sins except God. See? Uh, and so when Jesus made those claims, well, oh, he's guilty of blasphemy. That was the, that was the final seventh charge that they put against Jesus before the crucifixion. They accused him of blasphemy, making himself equal with God. And here's, and, and that's what they're, what they're doing. They're shouting blasphemy. Why? Because Satan is equal with God. Satan, this beast, can do anything that God uh, that God can do, see? And Satan is uh, is roaring and strutting, uh, and we had a strutter like that in Daniel, you recall. But now, in the seventh chapter, let's uh, uh, let's notice. Uh, we don't have to go through them because we we know we're familiar with the with the facts. But now, uh, here in this uh, seventh chapter. Uh, God revealed to Daniel the interpretation. And he said in verse uh, 16, This, uh, so he told me and made me know the interpretation of these things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. And look at verse 18. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the fourth beast, and then he uh, continues to give him the interpretation. But, now, let's go back uh, just a little in the chapter. He, after, after Daniel wanted to know, he was grieved and uh, he was troubled about this vision. Here was Daniel, the man that had interpreted every dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. He unraveled the, the mystery of Belshazzar's, the writing on the wall, and yet he saw something that he didn't know anything about. He, he just couldn't explain what he had seen. He had seen this lion, he had seen this bear, and this leopard, and then this fourth beast. Oh, it was dreadful and terrible, one even, uh, more than the others. And then out of it, in verse, uh, in verse 8, uh, there came up among another a little horn. Now notice, you see, here's the point now that I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you the parallel. This, uh, the similarity of facts, of truth. Uh, we have it in the seals. We have it in the trumpets. We have it in the interlude, both interludes. And now we had all of it prophesied in the seventh chapter of Daniel. And that's what I want to that's what I want to uh, uh, call to your mind here, so uh, so you can link uh, these truths together. Uh, John uh, Daniel says, "I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit, 
whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fire of flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, and judgment was set, and the books were opened. Now you see, while ago, and when we were studying the trumpets, we, we came to the time when the judgments were set. Verse 18, 11, Revelation 11, 18, and uh, the time that uh, uh, when when the record was uh, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. That was in Revelation eleven fifteen. All right, now we're here in Daniel seven uh, eleven, and he says, "I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain." And his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and now notice these two verses. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And then in verse 17, these great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, that's the little horn, and before whom three fell, even of that horn, that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows, I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, and prevailed against them, until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Now what I want to show you a little later is, that this horn, that this beast that comes up out of the sea is going to be the little horn uh, that we read of here in Daniel 7. He's this man with a mouth with the great uh, words. He's going to appropriate uh, things to himself, you see. And he's going to wage this warfare against the saints of the Most High until the Ancient of Days, until the Son of God comes back. What was in, in Revelation 11? Which art? which was and which art to come. See? Now then that was, they were looking uh, in Revelation 11 uh, to the time when the ancient of days when the Son of God would, re would return. Now, he says, I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now you're going you're gonna to read uh, in the 13th chapter uh, and uh, throughout uh, the remainder where uh, 
uh, people will be put to death. You're also going to read where the providence of God is going to give, just like uh, in the 12th chapter, uh, gave wings uh, to some, to the woman, and nursed her for three and a half years. All right? And then said he, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom. Uh, no, I, I skipped 22. Uh, until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Uh, that's what John saw and that's what the interpreter is telling, I mean, Daniel. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and dividing of time. You still your three and a half years that we have in Revelation, but the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it under the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Now, your same steps, your same general outline. You see, what's given us there in Daniel, we followed. We followed in the seals, we followed in the trumpets, we followed in the interludes, and now in the beast out of the sea, this little horn that, uh, that comes up, and he had a, had a line, had, uh, that, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw on his heads, as it were wounded to death, we read about the, uh, that in Daniel 7. Uh, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things, just like he is quoting Daniel almost, doesn't it? And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months, three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with his saints and to overcome them. And power was given uh, him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Now that's, uh, uh, that's what Daniel said. See, Daniel said, that uh, they would overcome uh, the saints of God. Now, now that's, uh, I mean, overcome the people. Now here, uh, in in Revelation, uh, they're not, uh, they are pointed out as nations. They're pointed out as a people that, uh, that inhabit the earth in contradistinction to the people of God. Now, verse... Uh, Verse 8 is going to accept 
All of them are going to worship this beast now except a, a certain group, a certain number, a certain people. And that people is described, it says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. Now here's a, a people that's not going to bow to this beast. And this beast, I'm uh, persuaded, is the Antichrist. You hear people talking about the Antichrist. Well, Revelation never mentions the Antichrist. The word doesn't even occur. You can't find it in any except two books of the Bible. First John and Second John. Only two books in the Bible you find the word Antichrist. Antichrist is any person who opposes Christ at any time, whether he's Antiochus Epiphanes in that, in in the, as we read in Daniel, or whether it's a, a Nero or Domitian or Caligula or whoever he might be. Uh, any man that's, uh, and any nation is an antichrist nation like Russia or any nation that refuses, uh, to recognize the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you take our country. We, of course, we love it. It's it's the best in, in existence as far as government is concerned. But uh, uh, do you think that that the word Christ can be mentioned in any of the the super the top conferences? The big head? No, not so. You can pray in the name of God, but not in the name of Christ. You're a bigot then. See, you're, 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 uh, to them, of course, because the Jews, you see, don't believe in Christ. They're religious, yet they're religious outside of believing in the person of Christ. And then the nations that don't believe in either the God of the Jews or Christ. And therefore, when all of the, when the United States has to mingle with the other nations, caring about its government or its relations, it's dependent on it. It has to forsake what this nation was founded on. Of course, that's just, we're a long way from being what's described here, but, but I mean, that's, uh, that's still antichrist. When a nation that was founded by people that, uh, that said they believed it, at least they thought they believed in God, and they believed, and they believed in preaching, uh, uh the Christ. But, uh, now, this person, I think, is uh, the same uh, same gentleman. If you could call him a gentleman, and of course, he, uh, I don't think he's much of a gentleman. But in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians, it says, "Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed." This honor perdition. I know what's Paul talking about. Paul had, had, uh, had preached at the church of Thessalonica, and uh, he had preached on the coming of Christ and and uh, the kingdom of Christ. Uh, what he preached, we don't know very little, except what's written in the First Thessalonians and also in Second Thessalonians. But he had preached, uh, talked about the day of the Lord, and they misunderstood it. He had spoken of the day of Christ. They uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't understand the, his language, his terms, 
And yet, now in verse chapter 2, he says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. Now there, certainly Paul had preached the coming of Christ. He had preached there that when he came, they'd be gathered together unto him. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? Now, you see that? Paul went into a community, the church at Thessalonica, and never a preacher had ever been there as far as uh, the Bible uh, informs us or as far as uh, secular history informs us. No man had ever preached the gospel to this group of Jews before. And Paul went there and told them that Jesus was going to come back. He told them that when he came back, we was going to be gathered together unto him. He told them that uh, that there was a man of sin had to be revealed. He told him that, uh, he, he evidently preached to him. He says, uh, remember, when I was yet with you, I told you these things. What things? That the man who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And uh, now then, he says, Christ is not coming back until there is a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. I don't know how far this nation, or any nation, or any people, has got to fall before it fulfill this passage. Uh, and uh, I don't know when the man of sin is going to be revealed. And uh, But the Bible uh, tries to uh, apparently inform us what the man of sin, who the man of sin will be, what he will do by his actions and so on. And uh, so he says, and uh, in verse 8, he says, and then shall the wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Now the Antichrist, uh, the only power that he'll have is what he receives from Satan. And that's exactly what's said in 13th chapter of Revelation concerning the beast, that he received his power from Satan. And then, not only that, but uh, uh, the expression in verse 5, twice in verse 5, twice in verse 7, once in verse 14, and once in verse 15, God apparently gives... Satan, the Antichrist, power to do what he is doing on certain occasions. It says, and 
It was given unto him. Four times. I mean, six times. Uh, twice in five, twice in seven, once in fourteen, once in fifteen. Six times that the expression, it was given unto him to have authority, to have power, or to work miracles, or to work wonders. And uh, what's going to happen, uh, according to Revelation 13, this this beast, what he wants, he has all the political power there is. He has all of the uh, economic power uh, there is. He controls the nation, but he's not satisfied with that. He wants religious worship. He wants to be adored. He wants people to fall down and worship him. Just like Daniel, when uh, old Nebuchadnezzar made that image, you know, and commanded all the people to fall down and worship him. There's something in the ego of a demon-possessed man that wants to be worshipped. I don't care who he is, where he's been. You take this man we referred to all ago, Jim Jones. He wanted to be called Father. He wanted to be called Christ. He wanted to be called Master. He wanted. He told him, he said, now when you want Christ, I'm the only Christ you need. Well, now that's, that's the spirit of Antichrist. And uh, to that extent, he was a, a, an Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist that opposed uh, God. Of some, assuming the powers of Christ, you see. All right, uh, so... And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them, that perish because now, and with all now, what what's going to happen? Verse nine says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause. God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. Now, brother, uh, that uh, and that's the only basis you can explain a lot of things uh, that's going on in the name of religion. Last week, I clipped out a clipping of a of a woman, a young woman, that says that her whole interest in life is to save souls. And the way she does it, she goes to church, occupies the stand, and pulls off all of her clothes to the nude. Not one strip of anything left upon her. And she says, God has told her to do this. It's her mission. And she's saving souls. And she says, and she winked at the pastor and said, well, there's one thing about it. None of my, none of my audience ever snores. And, and saying that some, maybe his, may have, may have snored. Well, uh, but now, the, uh, the other person in the 13th chapter of Revelation is, uh, uh, is rises from the earth. He's not a uh, he, he's not an opponent. He's not an enemy of the first beast. Uh, but he is the first beast is henchman. 
he it says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the beast, at whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which hath the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now you see, it's not the second beast that, that cries out to the people of the earth, fall down and worship this, this image, this beast, the first beast, but it's the image that the second beast creates and gives life, enables this beast to have life. This image is what speaks and commands the people to fall down and worship. Not the second beast. It's the image what he built. He had in turn authority, power to give life to this, to this image. And the image in turn commanded the world the inhabitants of the earth, to fall down and worship the first beast, see, or else be killed. Verse 16, He, the second beast, causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Herein, here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. Now, this second beast uh, is the, you see, the author of the mark, the name of the beast, and the number of his name. What this chapter, chapter 13, reaches the climax, the heyday of the Antichrist, the man of sin, the forces that oppose, that are going to oppose the children of God upon this earth, the tribulation saints, the people that live immediately before the coming of Christ to the earth. And the time element in these uh, passages uh, refer to it as three and a half years, 1260 days, 42 months. Now, in Daniel 9, uh, 24 through 29, 27, uh, we have, uh, uh, there's a, a there's a great outline, a structure of prophetic events. And uh, it ends up with the Antichrist, that this prince, that he is going to make a covenant 
produce, it says that he'll make a covenant with the people for a week. In the midst of the week, he will break his covenant. And, uh, and then, uh, we notice that that week, in studying it, was a week of seven years. A week meant seven years. The last half of the week, it, it was divided. It refers to it as if, uh, 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 in the beginning and the end of it. But, uh, that, uh, at the time that this beast breaks a covenant, then's when apparently the, uh, the bowl trumpets when our history resumes now, we'll pick it up right there with the uh, with the bold judgments and with the Antichrist, the uh, Great Tribulation beginning. Up to now, in the study of Revelation, there has been no such thing as the Great Tribulation. Yet people can't read, uh, you won't hear people uh, say it. Ten words about Revelation are without talking about the Great Tribulation. Here are the Great Tribulation there. The Bible, uh, it, uh, but it hasn't begun yet. It's going to begin. And what Jesus said in Matthew 24, we'll, we'll uh, link it up as we, we study the bold judgment. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.